0: was reading an article and listening to Starlings just a minute ago. Mm. But now we are here, ready to record our first podcast of this decade, decade, yes.
1: Yeah. So now we're into 2020.
0: 2020. First uh, podcast of this decade. Yeah.
1: yeah. Hello listeners.
0: Hello everyone out there. Welcome to the voice of 5G, yes! And
1: here we are, back in the, uh, back in the webcast, podcast studio, for yes. another episode, looking at all that's happening around the world in 5G.
0: Yeah. As this is our first for the year, I thought we'd just do a quick uh, news recap and comment session. A recap on the recap. Yes.
1: So how long have we been away? Oh, must be almost four weeks. Yeah. So uh, there must be lots to talk about.
0: Yeah. How was your holiday?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, holiday was good. <laughs> good, good. Holiday's always good.
0: Did you get any snow where you were?
1: Uh, no snow at all. In fact, if you're listening, I'd just like to say that Stockholm is unseasonably green at the moment, There's so not yes. snow anywhere.
0: Yeah, we at least usually get a couple of snowy weeks at this time and nothing yet. Mm. A couple of days of snow, but nothing that's lingering. I had a lovely uh, snowy Christmas up in Luleå, in the north of Sweden.
1: Ah. So I
0: got my share of snow.
1: But did you get any 5G?
0: No. No 5G on the map for Sweden yet, as you already know.
1: <laughs> okay, but where have we got 5G then? Or what, what, what do we know about 5G in 2019? It all happened everywhere except Sweden, apparently. <laughs>
0: yes. I read somewhere that the uh, the European Union uh has plans that there should be one city in every European country uh that has 5G during this year
1: though so I'm Okay.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to
1: more eu- more
0: yeah, more European countries.
1: 5G in every country as long as you live in the right city. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, okay. They yeah, promised that but mm? but th- okay. Let's yeah. Stop. We'll, uh, we'll look forward to seeing that. But it, it is already happening in quite a lot of countries like, you know, uh, the UK, Switzerland, Spain, Portugal, Italy. Yeah. Um, and uh, Romania, for instance. I know that, that it's happening there. So I think there's uh, plenty happening in Europe as well. Yep. And in fact, we had a little bit of news come up just the other day about a new European 5G speed record.
0: Yeah, what is that?
1: Um, <laughs> You're going to have to remind me, Janine, because <laughs> I can't remember where it was. Was that in
0: That was in Italy. In, in Italy, Italy? Oh, yes. I now the... remember. No. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> that was with Tim. <laughs> yes. Uh, Telecom, Telecom Italia. Italia. Yeah. Uh, and Ericsson. And Qualcomm. Yeah.
1: Okay, almost certainly.
0: Yes. Uh, but still, it was uh, two over 2 gigabit per second on the 26th gigahertz band which means millimeter wave of course Mm. Uh, so but two gigabit per second that doesn't sound super that's pretty quick i mean when you you compare it to what you get on the fiber what i get on the fiber right now is 100 megabit per second then sure two gigabit per second
1: is good it's only 20 times faster
0: yes (laughs) but still that's usually like that's the speed for 4g Like the top speed, of course, but still, it's 4G speed. How can this be a a record? I think
1: you, well, I mean, it's the the first application of 5G. It's it's all down to how much spectrum we have. And I think if you look around the world, there's very, very, very few places in the world that come come close to 2 gigabits per second on 4G. Uh, But it is all down to how much spectrum we have if you look globally you know the, the average speed on 5G is is quite a lot faster than, than even what we're seeing on advanced 4G
0: the important uh, part of that operating. news was that it was a commercial it was a live commercial network showing 2 gigabit per second speed and as i read in new york times 2020 will be the year of vanilla 5G do you know oh. what that is
1: <coughs> vanilla 5G <laughs> yes Can't we have Raspberry Ripple 5G?
0: (coughs) No, it's only vanilla.
1: Oh, (laughs) I thought it was pretty cool. cool.
0: So uh, vanilla 5G. (laughs) Let's see if we can get those chocolate chips in there shortly. The vanilla 5G, meaning that we won't see those super high Speeds on five G during this year. It's still being uh, rolled out, Mm. and it's more about getting the coverage, getting the the handsets out, uh, which means the mobile phones, smartphones, and and the devices, and getting things rolling. That is what we what we can assume happening
1: uh, during the next year.
0: We are still like in the start off of this uh, new technology.
1: But 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 we talked about it before, and I think that I think there's a kind of a, a a lot of focus on super super fast speeds mm. you know download speeds yeah uh, but i think the the significant thing for a lot of people is the experience on oh, 5g yes. and not uh, one of the things that 5g offers even in existing bands is is you get a more reliable experience out at the edge of the cells so the cell edge experience which is where your performance is worse is better on five G. Mm. Even in this, even if you've got all the same bands and, and everything's the same, if you're using NR, then you should get a better experience. You uh, get better so,
0: experience and lower latency. I mean, that's a
1: yeah. yeah. That's that's that, that, that helps. But just in terms of you know, when I when on four G, my uh, you know my throughput is is getting pretty slow. I should get a better experience with five G. So yeah. so uh, get a more consistent experience. Mm. And for most people, you know you need a network that's fast enough for the thing that i'm doing at the moment mm.
0: you
1: know, and if I can go from four g to five g and get a faster network, that means more of my coverage is delivering service you know serviceable uh, quality to my customers
0: yeah
1: or to to do what i want yeah so so uh i don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to say that we're going to get vanilla five g because we're going to get a network that that gives us a better experience mm. even if it's not. Two gigabits the, per second or everywhere, twenty <laughs>
0: gigabit—that was uh, like the promised from five G, like a couple of years ago. I don't think we—I mean—it's not necessary for a normal user to to need those kinds of speeds. Uh, just like, and, and when we talk about downloads, I mean, mm-hmm. I think a lot of more people are are thinking about, well, what kind of streaming quality can I get? Yeah, yeah,
1: of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, we know that. Applications like VR and AR and and uh, 4K, 8K video, if I want to, you know, those are things which will drive up the demand for data. Mm. Um, but that's, uh, you know, that's one of those things which will grow over time. So the networks need to grow over time to, to meet that demand.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So new European speed Build record. It and but, we'll come. Yeah. And 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 uh, but don't look only at the speed. Is what we're saying, right? Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, but, some but, but, mm-hmm. um, but, but I
1: actually want to take umbrage with, with the new, what the New York Times says mm-hmm. because I think for me, if you look at 5G, yes, we're going to see uh, more coverage, more rollout and things. But one of the interesting things that's, that's going to happen during 2020 is we're going to see release 16 and release 17 coming through in standardization. And we're going to also see the introduction of uh, what we call standalone 5G. Oh, yes. Yeah. And standalone 5G is where we start to introduce the 5G core and not just 5G access, the true 5G core. Then we can do networks, network slicing, which means we can have a much more adaptive network for, for different types of applications. And that's when we, and, and together with the new standards, that's when we start to open up for using 5G in more innovative industry applications and things. So, so I think, yes, there's gonna be a lot of focus on on delivering, coverage and opening up new markets Uh, but i think at the same time 5g is going to be evolving in to to open up for new opportunities also
0: for sure for sure so we will still have a lot of things to talk about during this year even though it might not be the super fast speeds We'll probably cover that too. I, I, bet I bet there's some of those
1: coming as well. Yes. But uh, talking, about, talking about interesting things you could do. Yes, I, yes. This is, the, this is the thing I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a press release the, the other day uh, about uh, things we've been doing in the UK. With, yeah. Uh, too.
0: I knew you would want to talk about <clears throat> this being from the UK. And also, it's one of the I was, first... I was
1: talking to somebody and they said, but isn't this Italy? Because it's North, um, North Umbria.
0: Oh, <clears> of course. <laughs>
1: No it was it's
0: just Northumbria. <laughs> Northumbrian water together with O2 mm. uh,
1: the
0: the UK operator who launched 5G back in October and they have now a trial uh, to uh, with water 5G and water
1: I mean the, uh, utilities is kind of one of those classic yes. uh, water utilities classic seg- segments that uh, that we can see 5G technology being interesting for uh, and, I th- and I think this, this is a good example because it actually has a, a range of different things involved. Yes. So uh, first, the, the, we're talking about uh, building private networks for their, for their water treatment plants. Mm. So that's being able to do, uh, the, um, and, and I'm guessing here, both kind of broadband devices, so maybe you know, uh, cameras on site and, and that kind of thing can connect it back, but also you can, do, you can connect up sensors and that stu- kind of stuff. I'm not sure what they're using for the devices, whether it's actually using, still using MBIoT, or they've got some new devices in there. But uh, but they're building private networks using, amongst other things, the 5G five G dot, which we've talked about before.
0: Mm-hmm. Ra- the 5G, 5G radio dot, radio sorry. Dot, yeah, yeah, which
1: is a, a kind of a big puck thing that, that gives you 5G. For, for indoor coverage. For indoor coverage. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I thought was really interesting was that, they've, that they've, they're introducing something using AR, Augmented reality, uh, which allows you to visualise in 3D where the water pipes are. So the field tech, uh, you know, their field maintenance force, when they're out in the middle of nowhere, or you know, they they need to dig up the street, they can actually visualise, presumably see in a tablet, look look at the ground, you know, show the camera the ground, and it will and it will show you where the pipes are. Yeah. and that's obviously a benefit if you're going to have to dig a hole in the street to make sure you get the right place.
0: Exactly. Uh, and Tablet or phone. Uh, I mean, uh, and that's probably. Linked. Every all the all the maintenance people, they could see where the what's where the pipes actually are underground. That would be super nice.
1: Yeah. So they've got that link to this thing called the GIS system. I forget what GIS means, but it's yeah, a kind of geographical geographical database. Where yes. you where you,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, where you map things into into maps. I yeah. Think. Uh, so so exactly. that's sounds
0: where you map things, things into, into maps. maps. Yeah. <laughs> yes,
1: truism. Mm. Um, but that's but that's
0: really really cool, and the augmented reality to see to see it. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah. Because because uh, obviously the the augmented reality piece, the 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 the, the, the database piece, they, those are not five G specific. But f- but by having five G, it gives you that that data connectivity to be able to do that where I am kind yeah. of thing. Mm. Um, wherever wherever yeah. I am, yeah.
0: and of course it also has a, a, a normal user uh, angle. This uh, trial, so they uh, they have they will release an uh, an app for home user maintenance. So you possibly you will be able to see how much water you are consuming.
1: Yeah, and. It, um, I don't know if it happens in Sweden but but in the UK it's very common with uh, with smart metering and uh, so and uh, Or you pay and, water and, and as water is the, yeah. charged by volume quite often so yeah it's interesting to actually understand how much water am I using mm. and I and I guess that you might also be able to see from the, from the uh, water company's point of view they want to be able to monitor flows of water in different parts of, the, of their network to be able to identify water loss and water leakage because yeah. that's often quite a an, an imp- big problem for water companies.
0: Yeah, and can be for, for quite a while until it's discovered, until mm. actually water starts spurting out of the ground, <laughs> which happens now. Oh. In, yeah, or mm-hmm.
1: worse, water just keeps leaking away. Yes. Um, yeah. as, as a consumer, it's not good. It, it's not good if the uh, if if after the water meter the the water the, there's a water pipe break and you're actually using, losing water that you're not consuming.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so that was the... Lots of interesting angles. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, the I,
0: Northumbrian I th- water trial.
1: Mm? Well, I'm sure we're going to hear lots of interesting use cases yes. popping up.
0: Yes. Uh, so we also uh, have uh, an announcement. Uh, from Rogers just the other day that they will be launching uh, 5G in Canada uh, shortly, looking forward to a new country.
1: So they're actually rolling out their their 5G infrastructure at the moment. Yes. Mm. Uh,
0: And they will start off with coverage in Vancouver, Toronto, Ottawa and Montreal. And some good news about last year, uh, that Samsung released... At the end of last year, Samsung released how many phones they had shipped and I think we mentioned it. Did
1: we? I uh, don't remember mentioning it, Mentioning yeah? it, but it's interesting because we talked about the Ericsson Mobility reports last year and we uh, the last Ericsson Mobility reports um, didn't have this information available maybe, but they gave a projection of what they thought was the number of 5G subscriptions in 2019. Mm. And the number they came up with was 13 million globally. Mm. Uh, and Samsung have said how many phones?
0: Six point seven million.
1: So Samsung gonna claim a big slice there. Yeah, I think
0: they said that they claimed f- over fifty percent of of phones shipped, of Android mm. phones shipped, was Samsung.
1: But, mm, but, yeah. But, but <laughs> interestingly enough, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so, if we move data. around the globe a little a, a, a little bit, what what do
1: we what do we learn?
0: Yeah, that Huawei now say that they have actually shipped six point nine million, almost seven million phones already. And of course, shipped doesn't mean that they actually are used, that they have a SIM card, that they are like That, uh, the, the, the that somebody's bought up, them yeah. and they're up and uh, yeah. up and running. So it so. just means that, that they're that they're on their way to a store close to you <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, but just to say between those two then that's 13.6 million phones even those two uh, manufactured and yeah. there are some other guys out there making phones as well so yeah so uh, uh, it sounds like 13 million was not it far it? wrong yeah but, but could have been uh, yeah. could have been uh, pessimistic in terms of yes. how, how fast the take up is yeah
0: and just uh, so you, you know, uh, so Samsung says that they have five 5G five phones and uh, Huawei says they have 8 5G phones. So those phones are keep, keep coming <laughs> now. And talking about the SIM cards, I also wanted to discuss with you this uh, Ericsson launch that just happened this week. Uh, Ericsson just launched support for eSIM. So eSIM. eSIM. What is that?
1: Well, I guess we should I guess we should start with really saying, well what is a SIM? Everybody yeah. everybody kind of knows. You've got your phone, you go to you go to the shop, mm-hmm. you buy your phone.
0: Yeah, let's let's have a recap. Remember those quite big cards you got uh, when you got your first phone number? Those were quite quite massive those cards compared to now. Like and you have a physical little card with you can see little circuits on it. And mm. That you put in your phone, and some phones have support for several cards. And the ones that are normally used, at least in Sweden, is the nano SIM. That's like two generations smaller than those big first cards, right? At least yeah. two, generations. because it was like those, and then it's micro SIM, and now it's nano SIM. <laughs> so, and now Did even non- smaller. Nano SIM
1: speak in a higher tone of voice, I <laughs> yes. think. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah,
1: but 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 the SIM card. I mean, that's the bit that actually connects your phone. It, it identifies you to the network, so that it knows that this is you. So if I, if, you know, if I take my SIM card out, I can put it in a different phone and mm-hmm. use that phone as if it's my as if it's my phone. Yeah. So the SIM with card your phone number, with your and phone number, you get everything. charged
0: even though it's another phone. And
1: uh, you know, SIM cards can store. You can store numbers on the SIM, so you can also carry some numbers with you and that kind of stuff. And that's that's great. You go to the shop, you get your new phone. They uh, they they have the capacity there to give you a SIM card and say this is, and then they register it in the system and say this is you. Yep. yep. Um, and then you
0: lose the SIM card on the way home, and you <laughs> to get a new one. You have to stand in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm? yeah. You lose your SIM card, then then you have to go back to the shop and get a, get another one. Yeah. Uh, and you know that's that's okay. But if you look at, uh, you, you can understand that there's actually quite a lot of work there. If you look at somewhere like India, where we said last year that uh, last quarter they had so, can't remember ten, tens of millions of new of new subscribers. Uh, and uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of new subscribers every 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 day. Now that's hundreds of thousands of these little cards being printed and going into a database and being connected from the, between the between you and your phone and and the operator.
0: Mm.
1: So there's quite a lot of admin that goes into that. Yeah. Um, fine, that's good. But now, but now imagine that I've got a, uh, oh, a connected something. Um, if I've got a connected...
0: A watch, perhaps?
1: A connected watch. eSIM allows you to, for the, for the device to kind of, uh, to download information to the de- device, to give you it its identity afterwards, basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm. it's a way to, s- to simplify all of that process. Uh, I think it's really interesting development. It will make life easier for the operator because the the, you know the the uh, and if I ring up customer service and say I've got a problem with my SIM card, as you may they do, or I've lost my SIM card, or whatever, then uh, potentially they can just uh, download you a new one Mm. to
0: the device. To the device. Uh, First of all, the. One of the one of the strong points of having an eSIM that I read was actually that you can get smaller devices because, I mean, you have to actually have a slot to put in a, a SIM card in
1: mm-hmm. devices,
0: and that's that's much more of a hassle than having a uh, a chip already in there that you can change the software on and to activate it, Yep. and to have it connected to your your personal accounts and pay for it or or whatever you you're doing with that particular device. Yeah, so this I would mean, be good for if, IoT, right?
1: Yeah, particularly if you're looking for cheap devices, mm-hmm. low cost devices to go into things particularly. But uh, I mean, it, it applies also if I, if I want to make a, a phone cheaper, if I can take out mechanical components, which which may be more difficult, you know, Mounting a chip goes rushing through a, f- a machine. Mounting mm. a physical g- a g- connector card, yeah. can be a bit more complicated. Maybe
0: we don't know. We're not uh, but, phone but manufacturers. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know,
1: physical connections between a f- between a, c- a pin, uh, sorry, a SIM card and uh, and the device, that's a potential point of failure as well. Contacts get worn, and then you get bad contact, and then it stops working. So if I can just get it integrated into the device, and that will do it all in software. Mm. More reliable, cheaper to make the device. In the long term, cheaper for the consumer. It makes it easier to put devices into internet things, applications. So uh, it's a good good development.
0: Yeah. Uh, it has the negative uh, downside that you can't uh, just borrow a phone or, or like b- buy a, nor- a local SIM card when you're out traveling. Uh, but I would guess that that's not su- something that... Uh, That uh, at least I haven't done that in the the last ten years. So, like, change. Yeah, I think think in certain markets
1: it's 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 quite common to swap SIMs. And as Mm -hmm. you say, you can actually buy phones which can have multiple SIMs. Mm -hmm. But I think that someone can can write to us and correct me. But I think that with eSIM, you can actually have multiple profiles on your on your phone. So you could actually have multiple (laughs) eSIMs loaded or loadable um so you could potentially have a go to a shop and say well no, i'm just arrived in france can i have a french esim please yeah uh, you wouldn't need to do that in the eu of course because
0: uh because <laughs> yeah, your
1: phone service uh, works like it does at home but
0: <laughs> but in other countries the same principle yeah, yes yeah so that would be uh, a way forward uh, i would also think that the, it it would be a better security i mean you can't just like someone Someone steals your phone and changes the SIM card and continues using it as normal, or right?
1: Um, right. <laughs> I don't. <coughs> I don't know is the answer. I'm not allowed to say that.
0: Yeah, that is uh, something that I mean. I mean, that would be a good customer service if uh, if you're like, okay, well, wait a minute now. We know that this uh, was actually a phone that was uh, uh, previously belonged to another person. Perhaps we need to call the police. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's an that's an interesting angle. Mm-hmm. But uh, I would have thought it's always been possible to trace the identity of the phone as well as the identity of the SIM. Oh, so yeah, a we'll
0: factory reset and then put in a
1: new, right? Yeah, but the phones the phone itself has serial numbers and that kind of stuff, which ought ought to be visible somewhere.
0: Mm. Yeah. The problem might be more complex than we are thinking here. Okay, so eSIM, uh, Embedded Maybe, SIMs. Maybe, Janina, mm? we
1: should get someone here to talk about it.
0: Yes, oh. <laughs> Perhaps we should. We do have uh, uh, topics lined up for the next two, two episodes now. Uh, so upcoming, we will be talking more about those private networks, if you remember the Northumbrian water plant using a private network for their water treatment centers. Uh, what is that? What's so, a private network? Yes, yeah. we will make a more of a deep dive into the private networks of 5G. And then we will also talk a little bit more about 5G rollouts. So what's happening on the sites? Those are the oh, two it, episodes coming yeah, up.
1: Yeah, what's it take to actually make it happen?
0: Yeah. So, is that it for today?
1: I think that could be it for today. Yeah. This, is the, uh, this is the start of a 5G-filled 2020. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, and we have uh, we, we are looking forward to that Mobile World Congress happening, and we are already revving up,
1: Paul, right? We're revving up for, we yeah, we're, up. Going, we're going to be in Barcelona <laughs> yeah. giving you all the latest news.
0: Uh, so if you want to talk to us at Mobile World Congress, how about you reach out on 5 podcast at ericsson.com. That's 5 g podcast in one word, at ericsson.com.
1: And of course, if you've got any questions, send them to the same address. Ah,
0: yes, do that too. We love to get some user feedback, even though all of them are about our bad sound. <laughs> bad sound quality. Janina
1: keeps complaining because I lean back like this and be yes. very quiet.
0: Yes, and I'm already worried about this one. But, yeah, good. Uh, okay, thank you for listening this time and bye! bye.